Welcome to That's Her Business. I'm your host, Rosie Allen. On this podcast, you'll find conversations with entrepreneurs, corporate ladder climbers, and generally just real women working in business like you. Consider us your work bestie, here to provide some actionable advice on the day-to-day grind. Today, we're speaking with Ramona Sidlow, an entrepreneur who has worked for companies like Nike, Spotify, and Juice Press, just to name a few. At the height of her career, Ramona was working at Spotify as the Global Experience Director, and she left all of that in pursuit of finding her life's purpose, which led her to astrology. Living on the island of Hawaii, Ramona now owns her own astrology business, which is quickly growing into an astrology empire. Hey, Ramona. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I know we've had like multiple conversations leading up to this, but I'm like, this is it. And I want to know everything and I'm excited. Same, same. I feel like when um, I knew you and I were going to be um, friends forever, when we showed up in Montauk with literally the same Matching outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, Anthony always being like, I can't wait for you to meet her. And then we like meet in literally the same outfit. That's so like, funny. Okay, this, is, this is perfect. Also so funny. Those outfits were from Kith. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling myself. Like clearly we were both feeling ourselves. <laughs> Yes, it's so good. Oh, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Also, I'm really happy no one else was wearing it. So I know, just us. We, lo- we looked good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, open up. Just tell us about like what is your business right now, um, and just the short and sweet. Like, what do you do? Where do you live? So, hi, my name is Ramona, and I'm current re- currently residing in Hawaii on an island called Oahu in a little sweet little beach town called Kailua. And I am currently in the process of building an astrology empire. So I um, spent a lot of time um, pre, I I, like my whole life exists pre-Hawaii. So before this, I was uh, running experiential marketing for um, great big brands like Spotify, Nike, things of that nature. And in 2017, I decided to take a mental health break and come to Hawaii to, you know, I was in, I was experiencing some real work burnout as well as calling off uh, a relationship that I'd been in for quite some time. And the reality is I just wanted to be left alone. Like I just sort of didn't want to listen to anyone tell me how to heal or tell me how to get over it or blah, blah, blah. And so I moved here with the intention of just taking a mental health break. And instead I ended up going to a three-year healing school. So I had been, what part of my journey before Hawaii was, I would like come out here and think like, oh, if I go to Hawaii for 10 days and see one healer, you're going to be healed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be fine for the rest of the year. Let's like literally jump into it. Like how did you essentially get to where you are now? How did I get here? So uh, you were working for, I mean, you worked for a bunch of companies, but you were very much a corporate business person, right? Correct. I was, I launched experiential marketing at Spotify. Wow. In, in like 2000, 
15 ish to, to when I moved. And, you know, I believe in brands that I love. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love brand work. Like my favorite thing to do is conceptualize and ideate around something in your brain and have a vision and then like bring it to life. Yeah. And I think with Spotify, it was, it was essentially my dream job. Um, the only issue was how disconnected I was from myself. Mm -hmm. So my, what I say now is I didn't get to keep it because I didn't know how it was meant to feel. Right. And so I did like a pivot. I think I was in 2017. I think I was like 37 and that was like my big pivot moment to realizing that I think deep down at my core, I always wanted to be the boss, you know, yeah. like, and I was always in environments where I, I was the boss and my opinion mattered. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was an important person in the conversation, but like, I was never really the boss, right? Like I was never really having my own freedom to say, I want to do it this way. Mm -hmm. And when I accident, I didn't accidentally launch an astrology business, but I had just finished school and COVID was roaring its head. And I thought I was moving back to New York to open a wellness center. I really thought I was just going to go back to work where I know how to work and make money. Yeah. And then it was network is and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah which makes yeah, sense. It's logical. Yeah. Yeah. And then my friends were like, bro, don't leave, just stay there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what? And then one day I lost all my work and, um, there's a part of me that is glad it went down that way because I know myself. I love working. I love making money. <laughs> I love being challenged. I love being in the, the, the center of creation. And had I dipped my toes into this, I don't think it would have, I would have really wrapped my arms around saying like, okay, now I want this. So, so currently what I'm doing is I have an, a well-being business where I read astrology charts mm -hmm. and I can teach meditation. I can do um, energy work, balancing your chakras. The idea is that I am launching a business rooted in self-adoration and self-discovery. Yeah. I love so, that. Yeah. So the idea is that I really think it's hard to be a person. You know, I it is. <laughs> yeah. Like I need training wheels. I need manuals. I need practitioners. And in my own experience with burnout, addiction, heartbreak, literally everything in between, I realized the the key component and why I was perpetually unhappy or miserable was not because my boss was a jerk. Right, right, right. Or, Which so many people love was, to point at oh, and yeah. blame. That's so popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll finger point all day long. Mm -hmm. What does that saying go? Like you have four pointing back at you or whatever. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> it, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was. You don't want to know. I it. don't know and what it exactly it is. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like I had to really start taking a good hard look at how I created the issues in my life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm in the middle of writing a, a memoir and, and there's a, one part where I say, you know, what hurt me the most was this was an inside job. Like once I got here and was sort of in the middle of nowhere, literally. Damn, I had a, a good bumper sticker. Yeah. Like, that's really I good. Was, yeah. Like I was like, whoa, this, you know, and so 
part of my inspiration and my purpose now is to learn to love myself wholeheartedly so that I can inspire other people to do that. And I do that through the lens of astrology, Mm -hmm. which currently is like a super trendy topic. I mean, I've, you know, I've been definitely getting astrology readings for close to two decades at this point. (laughs) Um, And the idea is that the more we can learn about ourselves, the deeper we can love ourselves. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. And in a world that is pretty gnarly, you know, and and pretty aggressive and confrontational and, you know, emotional, you know, I, I'm here to help people learn how to feel again or just learn how to be, keep it real and who they are. And that was a lot of the, the the learnings I had were that I was a big fat liar. You know, people would be like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, with my little bright smile, I'd be like, oh, I'm uh, fine. And on the inside, it's like someone help, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so if I can just contribute to inspiring one person to be honest about how they're actually feeling and who they actually are, then maybe I can contribute to a small portion of healing, right? Like I try to Yeah, and I think that's so needed. So, so needed, especially with today, like today's wellness trends and culture, which I want to get to, but hold on, I want to back up really, really quick. So basically, I feel like you start your story with being at Spotify, but obviously it didn't start there. So like how long was your buildup basically to your dream job? And then to me, it's like, I feel like I'd be staring at the edge of a cliff like, oh, I'm all the way up here and I'm going to jump off right now. Like were your friends, I have so many questions, but I'm like, were your friends and family like, no, you're not doing that. Like, were they supportive? Oh, you want me to rewind <laughs> back to the first time I jumped off the cliff and then the second time. Okay. Got I'm you. like, so I'm like, tell us, I... don't skip over the details. Like I want to know. Oh, you want the juicy. <laughs> okay. So, you know, when I, I grew up in a, a dysfunctional home, you know, like I, you know, I, I had, there's alcoholism in my family Mm -hmm. and, you know, environments of that nature are definitely challenging for children. And, you know, understanding trauma and grief and the emotional side of being a person, I realized that when I was younger, I just did not have a place to process anything Mm -hmm. that felt safe for me. You know, my parents did the best they could do. And I was really needing more emotional support than I was given. So when I was uh, 18, I got really mad and decided to leave home and follow fish in the Grateful Dead around the country. <laughs> and that was, I was really, again, I, I just, so, again, when I, yeah, I know. It's so wild. It's so wild. It's so wild. Again, like I just, I wanted to be left alone. Yeah. You yeah, know, I, yeah. and so I did that and, you know, that isn't exactly the most healthy environment. And it's in that period in my life where I did have an intravenous drug problem um, that really led me to the true darkness of a person, you know, Mm -hmm. a little girl at eight, 19 years old has no business being on the streets like that. You know, it's just, that is not, 
a conducive environment for someone whose brain is still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then eventually I made it back to where my parents live in St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, I just always knew there was something else besides that. And I took my second jump off the cliff when I decided to move to New York City in the super early 2000s. I mean, I want to say it was like 2003-ish, 2003 or so. And I just wanted... I have very big ideas in my head and I'm very, yeah. I, I needed to be out of a little sleeper Midwest town. And, and so I went and then, you know, that was part, that's, what is that part two where, you know, New York city is such a special ecosystem because it really inspires you to be diverse, to learn diversity. Yeah, New to York learn- is really so unique. I always say like, since moving here, there's days where, it beats you the fuck up and you're like, I'm not staying here. I hate it here. I hate everything. And then you'll randomly see something like so beautiful or like so genuine. Like I remember I was having a bad day walking down the street. All of a sudden there was like all these bubbles that people had set up. <laughs> like there was thousands of bubbles on the in the middle of the street, like flooding the street. And I was like, it, there's just nowhere else like it. And it just reminds you of that. It's like a cycle that keeps you here. (laughs) Yeah, it's a beautiful mess, like for sure. And and New York City really taught me about being myself, about Mm -hmm. being independent, being an independent thinker. You know, I, I did get sober soon after I got there because I just, you know, I'm a very, I very much believe in the angels and God. And, you know, I just think that, eventually it was supposed to lead me to this moment now of being more in service to the community versus, you know, being this businesswoman, you know, I guess I'm a little bit of both now. And (laughs) I don't know, I just, I, I never went to college and I, I have a really interesting personality, which is I'm very, I'm extremely extroverted. So my, my astrology chart really points in that direction. And I'm not really afraid to like, I, I don't have a, like, a, I think one of my, I, I take a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like a little on the good side of the pendulum and the bad, you know, I think, and I'm not afraid, you know, Aries, I'm an Aries. So it's like fear and courage in the same breath. Yeah. And I just worked really hard in New York and New York is another special place where like you really can do a little bit of anything and you have the ability to sort of shift and change and work in different environments. And it, it you know, I'm not telling anyone not to not go to college because I wish that I would have gone and like become a doctor. But, you know, it, I was lucky. I was really lucky. I was smart. I was street smart. I was, you know. Which goes a long way. Yeah. Like people yeah. that don't have common sense. And I feel like I see this a lot sometimes with people that are like did spend most of their time living a life that's like all education, super education focused, like super streamlined. And they're great at work and they're great at what they do. But like simple things, sometimes it's like you need that. You need a little bit of life experience as well under your yeah. belt. 
Yeah, and boy, do I have the, I make jokes that I went to the College of Straight Knowledge, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm also, I also understand now that I'm, I'm very, I'm an empath, so mm -hmm. I really have always had this keen ability to, like, read the room, so I kind of knew, which, again, was, like, a good and bad thing, because I could sort of morph into what I, what I envisioned or intuitively knew the room wanted me to do, and that gets you a long way when you're building your career, and yeah, so I started- so true. Yeah. And like, I just knew how to work and I knew how to listen and I just built this career. I, you know, and I started in the modeling industry and I was a modeling agent and I helped, you know, and I moved from agency to agency and I helped someone open an agency. Ramona, and you've then... literally done everything. What are like the other <laughs> businesses you've worked for? Like company. I helped the juice press. Oh, oh, wait, before that, I, I did like freelance casting because I worked in a modeling agency. So then I could do some casting and I cast like a couple billboards that were in Times Square. Oh, cool. and then I helped the juice press, which is um, when Marcus Antebi was there, um, open 14 stores. Wow. Um, so I was just sort of his right hand woman. And then I went and worked for a sports marketing agency and worked on Nike basketball, North America, Nike football, which was sick because I'm really, really cool. <laughs> and then I took the job at Spotify and that was another real, that was such a win because I went, you know, that role was created for me. It didn't exist. And I was kind of like, yo, I see a little hole in your org chart. I think you guys should let me fill it. And they were like, okay. You know, and that was a really, I was really proud of the work that I did, all the work I've done, but particularly Spotify, I really was able to see like the fruits of my labor and like it, I watched how it contributed to how they did business there and how people yeah. communicated with each other. And, you know, of course, so then you dropped me off in the middle of the Pacific and my first, my job here to pay for my school, I was the director of marketing for uh, the biggest concert promoter in the state of Hawaii. So I was overseeing a venue here and we were bringing shows here and then we were partnering with Live Nation to bring concerts here. Oh, wow. So, you know, I work really well under pressure. So <laughs> it was perfect timing that all of these jobs were able to help me land my current, this is my dream job. I mean, being an astrologer is everything I've always wanted out of a career and more. And so right now, currently I have an astrology business where I see clients. Um, I have a variety of different ways that I explore the astrology chart one-on-one, -on -one, like what you and I did. Mm -hmm. um, I do new baby readings. Ooh. So new yeah, new moms come to me once their baby is born to understand how what their astrology chart says about their baby. I do relationship readings. So couples come to me and we look at both of the charts. Um, I do uh, family readings, same thing where the mom, co dad comes with the kids. Um, and then some are 50 minutes, some are 30 minutes. And then I'm developing a line of products. So I'm I'm working on a writing prompt journal because I'm like a big advocate for the artist way, which is a book that Julia Cameron wrote. Yes, about I bought the book. <laughs> oh I, I did. Ramona, I did morning pages this morning. You did? 
Oh my God. Are you dead? <laughs> I'm dead. That's sick, dude. I can't wait to hear more. That book is like my Bible and it inspired so much of my work. And so I made a writing, I'm in the process of making a writing prompt journal um, about just like I needed some prompts sometimes for morning pages. And then I'm working on, oh, I just finished my first like poetry book, creative book. Oh my God. You love being busy, but I love all these ideas. I love like how passionate you are about it. Um, One thing I wanted to just like explain to people because when you did my reading and I know I asked you this before, but I was like, I don't think I necessarily know what astrology is supposed to be. Like I grew up reading like Teen Vogue and Elle magazine and like reading my horse. I loved reading my horoscope, but I would like skip straight to the back to like see what it was and like try to relate it to my life. But what technically like is it? Yes. Great. That is a great question. So um, astrology is one of the more ancient tools that has been used for advising people since the Babylonians. Mm -hmm. So historically, if you read about different cultures, they were all doing some form of astrology. So in the phrase was, as is above, such is below, or so is below. So the idea that was they were looking at the sky and then using that information to predict weather, war, famine, death, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. And then there came a point where the Christians came in and said, oh, well, this is the work of the devil. (laughs) And then it sort of took a backseat for a little while. And then it had another renaissance where, you know, you read about queens who were building massive castles and, and towers for their astrologers to live. And then you get into more modern times like Princess Diana had an astrologer. Ronald Reagan kept an astrologer. And now you get to modern day, probably just about every single person I know. When I say I'm an astrologer, the first thing they say is, oh, well, I have co-star. So now we're in the, oh, the more the digital, digital. Yeah. Yeah. The digital age of astrology. And essentially my definition, my interpretation of astrology is that we are looking at the exact picture of the sky when you were born. That is what we refer to as your natal chart. And the idea is that that is going to give you insights for self-discovery data points to say this is how you're really this is how you operate very strong this is how you're kind of an asshole and Mm -hmm. pardon my french and i (laughs) believe both to be super important because especially in the modern day wellness movement which is full of gaslighting. Yes, let's talk about that. (laughs) Well, here, I mean, at my core, I am here to disrupt all of it. I refuse to use words like wellness. I I use words like well-being. I very much acknowledge, I'm not here to gaslight you and say, well, you know, you you got an astrology reading, so everything's going to be fine. I feel like it's I, so toxic. Sorry to interrupt you. I feel like it's so toxic no. because it's 99% targeted at women too. And just the whole like language online surrounding it is like, it's crazy. <laughs> so, 
it's my like dilemma that I experience with it's capitalism. Mm -hmm. It's the patriarchy. It is, it is basing our value on how you look and it's not doing anyone any favors. It's like, just because I buy this product is not going to change my childhood trauma. It's not going to change that. I'm triggered in certain environments due to to the past, right? And so the idea is that if I can just support you in understanding who you are, Mm -hmm. learning about who you are through this lens of your astrology chart, then maybe, just maybe, you could begin to love who you are. And each part of the chart has a different energy. So you start to talk about the signs, those all represent something. The planets, those represent something. The house, you know, and I also try to make an effort to speak in a very not astrological term. Yeah, which I think is helpful because it's complicated. <laughs> and it's never ending. And there's so much there. Yeah. And my astrologers that I learned from, I'm so lucky to have worked and learned under them that speak in that very direct language Mm -hmm. where it's like let's go you know and like your keywords were so helpful when I was like re-listening to our reading I was like okay the like descriptive words really helped me figure out and identify like what like staying on track because it's a lot it's a lot yeah and I try to really make sure that you know what worked in my little existence and that's the only thing I can base it on is that I really, like I said earlier, there are different points in my life where I have to put training wheels on and off. Mm -hmm. Even at this age, I'm 42 years old now, and I've done copious amounts of work on myself. I've left my whole life behind to heal. I still sometimes have to put the training wheels on. And astrology, and and I call them readings with Ramona, became ways that we spend maybe the first 45, 40 minutes talking about your personality and then helping you integrate what I'm saying into your life. Mm -hmm. Because it's the integration point that I think we're not talking enough about. Like, And that's how I work with my therapist, where it's like, can you tell me exactly how to do that? Because for me, I needed to be a bit taking action versus just like digesting. So I I like to put the onus on you as my client to take that action for yourself. And, and that to going back to, to, to the wellness industry, it's like, it's this, it's like, no, I can't just like buy this. Right. Like, or I can't just sign up for this class. Like there's this whole other part of it where it's like, well, what are you doing when you're like not in class or not wearing those pants or something, you know, like, so that also really inspired me to build something that was a bit more integrative. Mm -hmm. Um, What was I going to say? Do you suggest people use astrology or like use their chart to look for things in relation to either, I mean, obviously themselves first and foremost, but also like, work or their brand or should a manager hire you to do a chart for the team like is that does that resonate is that valuable all of the above <laughs> okay 
So let me just kind of quickly give you an overview of, I think if I kind of dive into the 12 houses really quickly, just like a brief. So I do all of the above. I do, I worked with Pandora uh, and we did Sunshine. Pandora, I have not heard of them in so long. Like, what are they doing? I used to love Pandora. Yeah, I'm a big Spotify gal. So like, um, but we just did, we just did like sun sign readings for the team. So essentially you're just, yes, team building exercises. It's really great for, I do something called uh, cosmic consulting, which is we give your brand an astrology chart. And then we build all of your brand narratives using the language of the chart. And it is remarkable what comes out of that work. Yeah. And so- to go back to kind of what you can digest from the chart, the first house is going to teach you about your personality, who you are. The second house, your values, your money, one of the career houses. Third house, ways in which you're going to communicate. Fourth house, nurturing. Fifth house, joy, pleasure, creativity. Sixth house, tuning into your really your daily habits. Seventh house, relationships. Eighth house, eighth house kind of the cycles that you're on, how you work with other people's money, ninth house, higher consciousness, big picture, 10th house, career house, how you succeed in the world, 11th house, the collective, how you show up, 12th house, the house of karma, how you heal and move forward. Um, And so just that alone, when I'm starting with clients, I definitely ask, okay, where are you in conflict in your life? Where is where are you just unable to relax and settle down? Mm-hmm. And I kind of let the client take the lead. You know, it's always like relationships and career usually, but then we just get yeah. into all these different points in the chart that are just going to help inspire you to look at it through a different lens, through a more present moment lens, through a more healed lens. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's just about loving yourself adoring yourself being obsessed with yourself I think that's great I feel like in relation to like wellness in general it's like they're like do yoga go meditate and do this and I don't know why because obviously I've been like probably engaging in that community for so long but it never occurred to me to like sit down and write a journal or like think inward I'm always looking outward and I feel like that is so so valuable and I feel I don't know like astrology helps you get there yeah and like to your point of like doing yoga like no I'm not I don't want to diss the yoga world because I spent a lot of time taking yoga yeah, classes. No, definitely. but it's just not my thing it's just not it was not and and I and I think oftentimes it's really funny because I'll be like, oh, I'm an astrologer. And sometimes people are like, oh, do you do yoga? Or have you ever been to this yoga class? I'm like, <laughs> like they're not mutually that, exclusive. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is exactly why, you know, and I wanted to create well-being practices for a different type of human, mm-hmm. for the human that maybe doesn't want to do that. Doesn't want to do have yoga, in- yeah. Yeah, or doesn't want to do a traditional sitting style of meditation. You know, like I would like to create, and I am in the process of creating something that really beats to its own drum and that's really inspired by New York City, which is like, let's make this direct, 
approachable, easy and accessible. You know, it's like, yeah, I've been looking for um, like a retreat because I feel like I've been craving like getting away, but not (laughs) I see your face, but not like um, I don't know, not a vacation with a significant other. Like I want to go away by myself. Um, but every single, I know I need to, every (laughs) single retreat is like yoga related. And I'm like, can we go on a retreat and not wake up at 5am and do yoga? Or is there like (laughs) something else out there? So like there's such a gap. Have you seen the Omega Institute in, in Rhinebeck? No, I have to look. Take a look there. They have some interesting programming that is, um, not yet. I agree with you. I, I agree with you that like it is it's it's just like one sided. It's to me, I want to promote diversity, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to promote let's try this a different way or let's explore this through a, a different lens, you know, and I think in this time, especially with what the astrology is teaching us collectively, it's that there is this concept of old versus new yeah that's true you know like yeah and the way the planets are hitting right now like that's what we're feeling and so i would like to inspire a new way to look at yourself a new way to connect to yourself a new and and this is not new Uh, let me just rephrase that astrology is not new i am not inventing anything here but i think in the idea of of how we bring certain things to the marketplace. There could be a new fresh approach than your traditional wellness category, especially coming out of COVID. You know, like I, I think there was already a mental health crisis pre COVID that nobody was really talking about. Oh, and that, for sure. Yeah. And like COVID exacerbated that. So I'm really a practitioner that you want to come to do emotional and spiritual work with. You know, like when you want to really begin to elevate your vibration, you know, but it's not even that deep. I'm here to help you learn to love yourself. Like it's that simple. Mm -hmm. Like, and as you dive deeper into it and you work with me, like I see one client I've seen every week for two years. Some clients I see every other week, some clients I see once a month, every three months, just on their birthday. But the idea is that the deeper that you go inward, Mm -hmm. The more you activate this vibration of love and like, I want to feel that all the time. And even when I feel bad, you know, what is some advice you have for people that like want to start that process? Like what are beginner steps to thinking about like either your purpose or like seeing inward? Like, what can you do? Because I think that it's so hard for people to start and they're like, oh, I want to, I'm going to listen to this podcast or I'm going to dance around this topic with my best friend on the phone while we're drinking iced coffee, but I'm not going to ever like engage. So how do you do that? This is such a great question. And I say this to my clients all the time and it's really simple. You get so sick of your own bullshit. You keep making the same choices over and over and over. You keep hooking up with that same type of person. You keep taking that same type of job until one day you are so sick of your own BS and you are gifted the gift of desperation 
And you're like, you know what? I'm going to book a session with that astrologer because I, because there's no other way to do mm -hmm. it. Right. It's just do it until don't do anything until you feel like complete garbage. Then give me a call <laughs> or because you're curious because you're just like, wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I think it's it's to me it's just being desperate and curious in the same time and and that's kind of how it was in my own world which is because I don't believe there to be one thing to do for any of us because we're all different and all of our charts are different and our threshold for pain and suffering is different but for me it was like one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like bro like you can't go like this anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what it was. It could have been that I got a paper cut that day. And I was like, I don't know, but I just know that like I had spent almost 37 years avoiding my own reality and making the same decisions over and over and like getting punched in the face and then like showing back up and being like, hey, it's me again. And then getting knocked out and doing it. And so my that's sort of what I tell people. Just go out in the world and try it your way. Like, just try it. Yeah. And so you're so uncomfortable that you're begging for your life back. And and and, and obviously I'm not, you know, I want to be very thoughtful in how I'm saying that, that, but the ball is just in your court of how much you're willing to take. And you know, I would love to inspire people that are in their late twenties, you know, to, if I wish, I don't believe in regrets, but like, sometimes I'm like, all right, well, I wish I would have been listening like a little bit earlier yeah. because I was, you know, but that maybe I can contribute to this next generation of not making some of the same choices I made, which was avoid yourself for as long as possible. And it's, you know, not that it's any different. You get it when you get it when, but like, you know, maybe things would have been different, but they're not. So I just want to inspire people to, to do it, to love themselves, to explore themselves, to be themselves. I think you are. <laughs> oh, I think I, you're I doing think so. it right now. <laughs> no, you literally yeah. are. Do you think that in the future companies are going to have to, kind of get on board because I feel like I've had a lot of people requesting like, oh, are you going to talk about burnout? Are you going to talk about boundaries on your podcast? And I just feel like it's a prominent issue, especially coming out of COVID where people were extra burnt out and also had the time to sit with themselves and realize it. Like I think I have a theory about Sundays. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've talked about this before. But Sunday is like your downtime. Sunday's Sunday scaries is like <laughs> when you have that day where you have nothing else to do and it suddenly comes creeping in. And COVID was basically like that times a million because you had a million days <laughs> to do that. Um, so do you think that companies are going to have to try to retain employees or like invest in their well-being in a different way than like giving a gym membership or stuff like that because while I feel like that stuff is great perks it doesn't actually help that much necessarily no it's listen respectfully they're all full of shit mm -hmm. like 
because you can, you can, I'm, I'm tiptoeing here, but I don't yeah, want okay. to tiptoe. I see a lot of, I see a lot of clients that come to me saying the same thing, which is like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop. Right. And until you change the way you communicate, it doesn't matter if you give me a gym membership, if my boss is still emailing me at seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, mm -hmm. and I'm required to respond to that, or maybe someone's going to give me an attitude the next day. Yeah. You know, like I, I really think a lot of these companies that are saying this, it's like, well, let's then look at how your reporting structure works. Mm -hmm. Let's look at how deeper, you're running. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Like it's deeper and, and, and nobody, and this again is the patriarch, which is like the patriarchy, which is like, we're going to do the same thing over and over. <laughs> I know. Right? I know it's, it's like, so frustrating, especially I feel like being younger in the industry or in whatever industry you're in, because they're so conditioned. And when I say they, I mean, like senior leadership is pretty much always going to be an older generation because they've worked so long to get there, which makes sense. But they're so set in their ways. And I feel like a lot of times they can't see newer ideas um or newer ways of working yeah and and meeting culture mm -hmm. and busy culture and the way that society has been skewed because of capitalism right like it's like it's not just the problem of the internal things at the brands and and i also think i want to acknowledge i have spent a lot of time doing some research around organizations and companies that are really pushing to try to change this mm -hmm. but it's it's such a deeper society issue at this point. Yeah, it's cultural. Which is like, it's cultural, yeah. And it's it's it, it 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 it's not stopping with things like social media, you know, and access and and this like constant. We live in a world of constant information, and so I can't change the big picture at all. Yeah. But I can say to clients one-on-one, -on -one, okay, let's look at your daily life. Let and and a lot of times, 90% of my readings even with return clients is saying, okay, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to work? Let's look at how you're integrating acts of pleasure into your daily life. Let's see how you're transitioning from being a mom to being a businesswoman to transitioning back to being a mom. And I tried to help people understand that the more that you can integrate joy into your life on a very regular cadence, mm -hmm. on a very regular cadence, I believe that it's not about saying, okay, well, in six months from now, I'm so blown out. So I'm just going to go to Bali for a week. Yes. Like, that's not going to solve the problem. It's putting a bandaid on the problem. So let's actually look at what your day looks like and let's help you understand time management differently based on your astrology chart. And I'm telling clients, all right, you wake up at, you got to be out of the work, out of the house by eight and the kids wake up at seven. Why don't you try waking up at 545 and give yourself 15 minutes to just lay there and be still and breathe 
and oh, you you have a baby. Why don't you try when you're feeding the baby, put on a meditation? Why don't you try locking the door in the bathroom when you take a shower? Like I try to integrate the differently things, with yeah. Yeah, because those little things build the spiritual and emotional mu muscle memory that become joy. And so, yeah, am I going to bring down the system of corporate America? No, I mean, I <laughs> wish, but like, no. But what I am going to do is I'm going to inspire you to activate your voice. So I believe it to be this. Spirituality is activating love, purpose, and healing. Mm -hmm. And it sits like up at the top. And in order to get clear on what your love, purpose, and healing is, you have to create ritual, habitual ritual living. And you have to start to do things in a vibrational cadence mm -hmm. in order. If you wanted abs for the summer, you'd go out and you do a thousand sit-ups a day. If you want to feel joy in your life, you have to do the same thing. Yeah. And so I am really here to inspire yeah, I believe hustle culture to be toxic. I, you it know, is. It, it, and it, I, I'm subscribed, it, but, but it is. Like, I, I do same. it. <laughs> same. Like, but I, you know, I do things like, for example, in my life, if I have a break for two hours in the middle of the day, a lot of times I'm going to go lay down or I'm going to go surfing instead of like, you know, and I'm, I'm really conscious of how I organize my calendar so that I'm like, okay, for two hours, I'm going to be doing this. And I learned how to not multitask. And I most importantly learned how I wanted my life to feel. And the more that I tuned into that, the, the easier it was for me just to be like, no. Also, like, what are these companies going to fire you because you said you're not going to work past seven? I highly doubt it in this climate, <laughs> you know, so like, they need us. I don't know. No, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. I agree. Um, I feel like I could literally talk to you all day. <laughs> yeah, well, we should just start talking all day. Like, we should just start talking more. <laughs> I, I really want to send you my uh, after this, I'm, I want to send you a, a couple of fun things that I'm working on that I think you'll think are really special. Yay. Yeah, please send it. Um, I will link your Instagram and your website um, in the show notes and then also on my social media sites. But if there's anything, any last words you want to say to listeners, you have the floor. Well, <laughs> thank you. I, you know, love yourself first and then do everything else. You know, and that's however you get there. And I will send you a link so anyone who's listening to this can get a discount on a reading with oh, me. Thank you. I'll send you a link. But yeah, at the end of the day, just love yourself first before you do anything else. I love it. Thank you, Ramona. <laughs> thank you.